not the name of your sex tape, Pete. We watched <laughs> 1999's The Straight Story. This is going to be part one of a trilogy of David Lynch nominations. From you? That I'm picking for you. Okay. So it'll take several weeks for us to get through <laughs> yeah. it, but we will get through it. I opted for this one first because it's a gentle introduction into the world of David Lynch in that it's nothing like any of his other stuff. No, I, I mean, I've... I, I was only I've only been aware of David Lynch stuff from Twin Peaks. Yeah. I'd never heard of this. And I've so, I've so subsequently seen at least one other David Lynch film which was the June. original Dune, mm-hmm. which is bonkers and yeah. Twin Peaks is bonkers. And so I guess I was kind of expecting something equally as bonkers. He states this as being his weirdest movie. Well, I guess when you consider if if everything else that he's done that I've seen is the norm, then this is weird because yeah, it, it's it, abnormal mm. for him. Has anyone seen this before? This... I had seen this before. Oh, yeah. you just watched the highlights, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, ju- I just kind of yeah. uh, got to to grips with it. I mean, it's it's one of those, as you say, David Lynch movies that you don't see this coming. You think mm. it's normally a bit abstract his films aren't they and yeah. they're they're a little weird um where this is a, a straighter story well it's, one thing i i did notice early on was like sort of and i know obviously he doesn't do the soundtracks necessarily but he must have page. some but there was a bit of like bow and stuff like over the the, the intro kind of yeah. scene and music was like sort of seemed like small town he loves that he loves that small town what's lurking behind the picket fence you know and and the next one that we watch literally starts like that so the very opening shot is just stars it's just a shot and then the the typography that comes up it says a david lynch film stranger it's the fucking star wars um lettering right yeah yeah. i was like that's a weird way to introduce it and then the music kicks in and the music's done by Oh shit! Is it Angelo Badalamenti? Is, is this the same guy? It's the same guy. And yeah. some of it sounds like it's going to turn it. Yeah. It's like a remix yeah. or a B side of a Twin Peaks track. So you're kind of a little bit sort of taken aback by the by the beginning. Well, not taken aback, but you don't know quite. If you don't know what the story is going to be, yeah, you don't know where you're at. The story it's a it's a biographical picture. So this is actually a true story. Yeah, of a chap called Alvin Strait. Essentially, the film is just his journey across a couple of states in america on his lawnmower to meet and reconcile with his estranged brother yeah in a nutshell that is it and so it's, it's just essentially what, a road trip yeah a really what? slow road trip. <laughs> a road movie yeah it's richard barnsworth is the character the the actor that plays Alvin. yeah he's really fantastic he, he's superb isn't he mm. he's never was, seen him in anything else he was in misery i don't know if you ever watched misery the misery is that the the writer, writer? yeah it's not he, him though. He's the cop. He's the cop. Right. All, all I can remember is Ka- Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah. James and, Khan. and the bloke. James, James Khan. Khan. Yeah. yeah. He, so I, I have seen that film, but yeah. I didn't remember him from it. He was also it. in the Natural with Robert Redford back a, a while right. back. He started as a stuntman and moved into to film as you do. He did, did all so. his own stunts in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. He's no. He's decent. You know. He 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 can cut it for sure. Yeah. Well, he definitely has. You can tell he's got screen presence and yeah. you know it, it, he uses uh, you know a lot of his i guess acting range in mm. this film they the, were gonna make a, a remake of it jason momoa is that your own that's your own. that's decent the the intro shot is um an exterior shot of his house and the neighbor's house and there's a lady sunbathing 
uh, Alvin's daughter leaves the house and she says goodbye. And then the other lady nips indoors to grab some snacks and drinks. And there's a thud from his house. Don't quite know exactly what it is. And then the lady comes back out and then you cut to his grumpy old mates in the pub. And he's clearly missed their weekly or daily, whatever it is, rendezvous at the boozer. So one of them's like, well, I'm going to go over there and see where he is. And they go around and he's had a fall. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of prone on the floor and needs help. So it's clear that his health is, you know, deteriorating. He's not tip top. No. no. I mean, he's he's senior in years and he lives in some kind of like weird porter cabin type thing. And there seems to be a, a little a collection of these like, I mean, they're they're buildings but only just they seem to be they're very, they're all like very like flat roof one story just mm. a few like a network of rooms in these things that look like at any time they could be picked up and moved somewhere else if needs be they look like those kind of yeah portable houses they just throw up yeah like, so we, we are introduced to his daughter played by sissy spacek and she has clear some learning difficulties and she's living at home with him and we don't immediately know exactly the backstory about that it's a couple of shots that we see of her looking sort of longingly out the window there's one scene where a ball rolls across the the, the sidewalk or the pavement and a little kitty runs up to it and she's just sort of staring out and you kind of get a feeling of something's happened with children at some point um he's she takes him to the doctor and he's told you know you've got to stop smoking and drinking well he doesn't drink does he he's not he's, he's not the booze head but yeah he's he's not particularly healthy and as soon as he leaves he sparks up a massive cigar yeah um, yeah so he's, he's setting his ways he's a, he's a grumpy old man yeah and and the, the the trip to the doctor confirms that he's got dicky hips and walking is is troublesome i think that's when he gets the the sticks or he the says you need a walker there's no walker yeah. no extra i'm paying for any x-rays and i'm not doing this and i'm not yeah. doing that he's like well just at least have a second cane yeah. yeah and they also like again he probably already knows this but his eyesight is mm. is failing him mm. fairly dramatically and then the news gets to him that his brother's just had a stroke so he too is is ailing uh, and struggling so he says to his daughter Look, i'm gonna go back on the road she's like but you can't drive you know <laughs> how are you gonna do that and he's like i haven't figured it out yet but you know i've got to i've got to go and meet him they haven't spoken in 10 15 years, 10 years yeah. Yeah. and this is his older brother yeah. and bearing bearing in mind he's an old dude anyway mm. you're wondering what sort of nick especially after a stroke yeah. his older brother is going to be in so he hatches this idea to ride his reds mower really beat up old thing across two states I mean, what do you reckon the top speed i think like two miles an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're not much more than that there they? is a sort of comedic thing where he, it's just a big long straight road and he sets off and it literally is just pulling down the road and the camera it just stays on it and you're like my god it's gonna take fucking ages <laughs> yeah. but that one blows up and his friends from the town it's a fucking old population is down everyone seems to be 60 70 years old they're like well he isn't going to make it down the high street and blah, blah, blah. and sure enough he comes trundling back into town and he's tail between his legs because he hasn't made it very far and we are introduced to big ed from twin peaks i've not seen twin he, peaks but he's the guy the I guy that sells him the john deere jo- he's the lawnmower guy right yeah. okay he was big ed in twin peaks wow how can you not remember that i can't remember give me give me some other norma's husband okay yeah yeah yeah. oh yes norma's nadine's husband yes yeah 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 i've got it i've got it yep Uh, he was in june as well he definitely likes to reuse is he i'm probably going to get this wrong now is he the old guy in um breaking bad that that is basically the one that you pay the money to and he can get you a whole new life and stuff he's got like a Oh, I don't remember. Mm. It's Everett McGill is the actor. But okay. in any case, he sells him still an old lawn mower, but 
a reliable one that he's had himself and fixed up and blah blah. He says it's three hundred dollars. He wants to get like miles to the gallon out of it, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he sets off again and he's dragging this big trailer with him. He's yeah. he loses his hat down the road and he's the first thing he does basically the rest of the story is just what happens along the journey and yeah. it's very sedate the first uh, one is a hitchhiker clearly he can't be picking up anyone <laughs> he sets up camp for the night and this lady that was trying to hitch a ride stumbles across his campsite and says i couldn't get a ride is it all right if i just sit with you well he meets lots of characters hmm. along the way doesn't he and yeah. you know he's on a lawnmower some of those are going through a rough patch it seems a, a dream made in heaven really and as he as he wanders through the um is that rough patch yeah, yeah rough patch. Yeah. <laughs> as, as he as he kind of goes through he meets these different people doesn't he there's the one girl who's pregnant she's pregnant yeah, and he, run away he, from home and he gives her he home. gives a little anecdote about family and and sticks and she That's leaves right, in the sticks. Yeah. Yeah, and, nice. and he has these little interactions along the way with different people and they're all quite transient but you you kind of learn something from each person yeah. as well they're almost conversations in real time with there's no rush you're almost there you know you can hear with the girl there the fire it just it just serves up, serves up a little bit of wisdom a little bit of, like a little gem every time yeah. like he says to her about the family and she looks at his trailer and it's like what a piece of junk and he's just like eat your sausage you know just, yeah, yeah. your wiener <laughs> yeah but i think as well you you also find out more about him and his family i think maybe in the with the pregnant girl is where you find out about his daughter that's in a pub but yeah that's in a pub okay yeah. sorry but, but you you, 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 do. you find out more you know, like each each meeting well, he had 14 kids you find out at yeah one point, <laughs> seven like, survived and, and it's seven yeah. survived yeah. And, and the missus sort of died in the late 90s or early 80s is, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is uh, yeah. not surprised you know 14 years crazy so he's had the because he's a world war Two vet isn't he i mean he's yeah. got issues and and passed himself and obviously this feud with his brother is has been on his mind he yeah. you know it, it takes sometimes those things doesn't it a, a big thing like a stroke or fall yourself just to remind you of your own kind of humanity well they, they both know he humanity. knows he knows he's going out and he doesn't yeah. want to leave it like that when they're both t before it's too late to say yeah. you know we never ever find out exactly what the fight was about no it just he, he just he, he just hints that he, they he were doesn't drunk need to and, be anything does yeah. it it's just it, sometimes yeah. family fights mm. like that and they just wind each other up and they they get on and he just wants to stare up at the stars on the porch with his brother one more time yeah and just be just he, he alludes there. to the fact that it was like just a squabble it was yeah. nothing of significant importance that hadn't been like uh you know anything underhand had gone on it was just they didn't agree about something at some point and then stubborn old mules yeah. as they are they just uh, then became estranged from each other one one thing that i i liked about like the the meetings along the way is almost all the people that he met were younger than him even if it was you know only 10 years mm. or whatever but everyone uh, even if not at first, then immediately sort of like found a respect for him and were, like they were interested to to hear that he meets a load of bikers at some point yeah. and then ends up at like what their barbecue or whatever it is. And, you know, some of the guys, maybe like they weren't, they, half of it was kind of poking fun at him a bit. And it was like, you know, what's it like to be so old? And <laughs> but, but they then sit down and listen to what he has to say. Yeah. And, and he does kind of like command it, that respect because he just looks like a guy that's lived a long existence and probably has a load of stories to tell. And yeah. he does, albeit those stories aren't like incredible other than when, you know, a scene yeah. that we were definitely, I presume, going to talk about later on where he meets another fellow veteran and sits in a bar with him. I like when 
he has some more trouble with the lawnmower and the two the two brothers the, try the and rip twins, him off. Well, yeah. not try and rip him off, they just give him an invoice and he, the way he just shakes them down is like, don't need that, I'm not going to pay for that. And, yeah. uh, and it's just, his attitude fact, is, I wish I could negotiate like that. Well, when they say, <laughs> when he says like, oh, what, what's the price going to be? And he says, well, it's this. And he goes, oh, I presume that's double because you're twins. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite a clever well, way of handling it. He says um, at one point, you know, a guy asked him what's the the worst thing about getting old and he says remembering yourself when you were young yeah you know and all the things that you could do yeah. and it kind of just makes them stop a minute doesn't it and they're mm. looking yeah mm. that's whereas i'm lucky i don't remember anything before no. last week so <laughs> we get a, a lot of drama the most drama along his journey when he his is it his brakes that fail he just can't stop himself going down this hill yeah and he's he's going all oh, fucking seriously quick well, he's got the weight of this this trailer yeah, behind yeah. him, and it is quite a steep hill. And yeah, he's on a lawnmower. Gravity, gravity um, becomes his enemy momentarily, and uh, and because you kind of the shot shows him kind of losing control, and it shows like the church yeah. at, at the bottom of the hill. And I'm thinking he's going to stack it into the church here, but all that happens is he ends up coming to like a. a a bit of a, a stop, and and everyone in the, in like who's from the village who's out like kind of looks and is like, what, what the fuck's this guy doing? Because this is all really rural, yeah. And well, they 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 keep mentioning this town. I can't remember which was it Massachusetts. Where are they saying? And, and they keep saying, oh, that's a real party town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Relative to this, like anything could be. You know, yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. you know the whole landscape you said is not going to be flat the whole way, but it no. pretty much is. Yeah. There are a couple of little hills. but Long, um, straight, boring roads. Well, they are long, straight, but it's really beautifully shot. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. it's just lots of green and open space and things like that. But they, they do make that look absolutely stunning and, and just having that kind of the journey, you yeah. know, going at, stretching out in front of him and also what he's done behind. It, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm sure you've got the numbers side, but do we? How long is the journey? I, I didn't really get an appreciation for it. I didn't. I thought oh, it's like gory to sim one back, <laughs> which is what like ten miles yeah. and back twenty miles. It's, it's actually only three hundred ninety kilometers. Three hundred ninety. But kilometers. he has a top speed of five miles per yeah, hour. Yeah, so it's going to take yeah. months, yeah. <laughs> which it does, mm. especially when you're at that age and yeah. Mm. I mean, I did. It doesn't address some of the questions that I had, like shits and um, well, obviously, like pisses are fairly self-explanatory. But yeah, you don't see him like doing any turds. No, any you don't point. see that in many films, though. You don't. But I well, just... in our in our main feature this week, we did, but not, not in... right. Yeah, yeah. Not not that I needed to see it necessarily, but I I was thinking that like, but fuck, it is that true, must be Pete. A... You know, there's so many films they don't show anyone shitting, and you just <laughs> wonder what you know if you've gone through like whole of Star Wars. Nobody I know, I just need to see shit. one shit just to know that just to- it can be done, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. true. He breaks down, like you say, in this town by this church and they gets, he gets a lot of offers for help and he's he's okay at taking the help as long as he's able to pay people back, but he absolutely will not go into people's houses or take yeah. anything. He won't take charity from anyone. Even, I think he makes a phone call about yeah. getting repairs and he leaves money on the doorstep. He yeah, won't, he won't even go into very the proud. house because he asks, oh, have you got yeah. one of those phones with a, like, a wireless one or yeah. with a really long extending cable because yeah. he doesn't impose himself upon people. Yeah, they have quite a, a deep and meaningful conversation because yeah. he stays there a little while while he's getting repairs done and they bond and they're, they're sort of sorry to see him go. Yeah, because I think this is, it, it didn't, I couldn't really get a feel for it, but I think this is maybe like days yeah. and, and possibly even weeks, but... He's also run out of money at this stage. He's waiting for a, a check, His like doors. a social security yeah. check, to be 
delivered to his daughter's house, which she then has to pay in so that he can then presumably yeah. get it from the bank. So he's he's he stays put for a little while. But this is this is the the town where he has the the deeper meaningful with the the fellow the vet. vet. Yeah, yeah. But all those kind of things just build into the character and just give you an idea of how proud this guy is. And with that pride, maybe some of the reason why it's been 10 years since he's spoken to his brother. Yeah, you, you imagine know, they're both the same yeah, loggerheads. Cut from so even the if there's something cloth. trivial, they're not going yeah. to back and, down. And you now. find out that he's kind of buried or had to carry around with him quite a significant trauma mm. from his uh, experiences in, in the Second World War. I mean, he, he couldn't have been there long because obviously the Americans didn't bother until right at the very end of it. <laughs> it's practically done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was already, the Brits had already won it um, already. But uh, he's... He tells the story after his, his the, the guy his drinking buddy has has told a, a you know an, an emotional story and has, has you know cried a lot. He then tells his story about how he was a sniper, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's quite gut wrenching this this part because his acting is so fucking good. Well, he got an Oscar nod, didn't he? Oh, did he? he did yeah. yeah, he did. Wow, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I thought it was sort of significant at this point that he still won't drink at this point. He drinks no. milk in this bar. He doesn't. He does have a beer when he gets real close to his brother. Yeah. So when he finally succumbs to having it, he wants a beer. But yeah, it's 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 powerful that scene. I think they they play some effects, a little bit of uh, sound of um of the war. Yeah, I thought the whole film is quite sort of touching and, uh, and emotional. And for for everyone's benefit, the story. Is that he's uh, he was a sniper and one of their guy and it, basically he's he can see in the distance in no man's land I think it was somebody moving in there so he's he's taking the shot and then it's only afterwards you find out that it's one of his hmm. you know whatever you, what do you call them like Fre- comrades who was making his way back over no, no man's land to to there like where they're stationed and and he's taking you know, taking him down with a with a with a headshot and he doesn't you know they're all sort of you know saying oh it must have been like german snipers and everything and he doesn't let on that mm-hmm. he knows it was actually him and so he's he's i don't know it doesn't actually sort of deal with is that the first, first time, time he's talking him, yeah. about it i'm not sure but he's carried that round for you know what must be fucking 60 years or mm-hmm. something that he, he shot one of his own and and that really like deeply affects him mm-hmm. so. but he is able to get back on the road and he gets very close stops again has a beer where he tells someone about you know oh i'm gonna meet my brother and then he he, he stopped he he sort of trespasses in some church grounds doesn't he and the, the the priest guy comes out and speaks to him and he says like i'm really sorry for for staying here he says no don't worry it's fine and he explains he's off to see lyle his brother and he says oh lyle straight he lives in and he knows where he is and and sort of knows him he's not a proper church going man but he's this kind of cranky eccentric guy who lives in this like Hut. and he points him in the right direction so he goes off on his way and just as he's getting there his his tractor breaks down again lawnmower i should say breaks down again yeah. but it does someone stops and it does he does manage to get it going again and he, he just sort of pulls up and it's quite oh how they you know what's the reaction going to be yeah well yeah. He, he gets off doesn't he the lawnmower 20 30 meters from yeah his his brother's house and he, he kind of the open porch there's a chair nobody's sat on it looks it looks like nobody's living there to be honest it looks it's um, pretty run down like yeah. pretty yeah. run down there's doors flapping and things you think oh and he shouts out and there's nothing it's just that that minute or so and you can see he his face just drops a little bit and this just credit to the actor because you can read everything that's going mm. through his mind just through his eyes and his facial expressions mm. and he's for a moment he thinks he's too late 
you know, and yeah. then he hears a little bit of commotion, sound, bit of yeah. commotion and the, the smallest kind of flicker of happiness just comes over his face. And then he's back to that feeling of, well, the fuck, how the fuck's this going to go? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but is you can see just for a second that he was worried. Then he heard that, oh, he's there. He's there. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a completely wasted journey. I'm going to get to see him. And, and you just have this kind of really touching scene where two do they Brothers. even say anything to each they other before they sit down? No, they don't. He just but... pulls up a pier. He just sits down and Lyle sits down. And it's Harry Dean Stanton, who's another like David Lynch frequent collaborator. Right. Playing the older brother, but he didn't look... He looks actually, younger. He does look yeah. younger, I thought. Although he's not in great nick himself. No. And, he, and all he says is, you really drive here on that thing. <laughs> that thing's like, yep, and that's it. And then they just look up and at the stars. And they look up at the uh, stars. Yeah, and it ends where it finished. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of know, you know, without be having right. being told that, yeah, things are going to be okay, mm-hmm. but they were just ready for that and yeah. just to, to sit down and he knows that's a long fucking way in a lawnmower. They, you know, like you say, Dan, Richard Farnsworth was Academy Award nominated for Best Actor for this. Yeah. Um, he didn't win, though. I can't... Who, I can't, who won uh, it that year? Billy Crystal was the... It can't um, be Billy Crystal. He was... I want to say... Possibly, oh, yeah. And he kind of pointed out and he made a, a bit of... Uh, Possibly noise. Russell Crowe, I want to say, but that right. might have been the year after. He was the oldest at the time at 79 yeah. to be nominated. That went last year when Anthony Hopkins was 83 when he not, was nominated and won. And I think it was a weird record of the highest, the oldest and the youngest in the same bracket, I think. maybe oh, nominations. Was, maybe yeah, it was right. some, some little kid. I can't remember who it was. Because I think he picked up a nomination Macaulay earlier. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it might have been Hayley Joel Osment, but that could be bullshit. But yeah, he didn't win... Uh, and unfortunately, this is really sad. So while he was filming this, he had terminal cancer, which they knew about. And he killed himself not a year after this finished. He shot himself and ended all. I guess it was pretty painful and rubbish and didn't want to go on any further. So he did that. Wow. Which is really okay. shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it was, it was a, a film I remember watching. I've probably seen it twice before, to be honest. And I've enjoyed it both times. It is... It's just a lovely story. Mm. Totally goes... If you've seen David Lynch films and that puts you off this film, then don't worry about it. It's more got feels of the emotion like The the Elephant Man or, or something, another David yeah, Lynch yeah. film where he just pulls on the emotions of... Well, it's, it's very human. dignity. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's heartwarming. It even, is, yeah. yeah. Even though it, it's tinged with sadness because mm. of, you know, a lot of the, the, the things around the plot, it's, it, it, it is very heartwarming. I mean, f- for me, this is... Like, Patterson should take note here, right? I was watching this thinking, like, this is a film where not a lot is is happening. I'm not expecting... There's not... I know there's not going to be gunfights. I know there's not going to be, like... No dinosaurs. High stakes and... And things, albeit when he goes down the... When he goes down the hill, it's it's a little bit hairy. But, you know, this this was fucking Mad Max Fury Road compared to Patterson. (laughs) And and what what it's got, it's got characters that, that you warm to. It's got... It, it, it's a real strong demonstration of how you don't like in a film where there there aren't great big fucking scenes and mm. powerhouse actors and stuff or, or you know evidently so sort of you can still have something that will take you along on its journey make you feel something for the for the characters mm. like or dislike and come to a a conclusion uh, of you know he literally went on a journey but you enjoy a journey that Whilst it's not a, a blockbuster, not the sort of film that personally I would go back to and watch, you know, in the next year or so, 
it, it's kind of like it does make you feel a little bit warm and fuzzy inside yeah and i did enjoy it. it's been a long time since i've seen a film like this where there's you know not a great deal goes on but you still enjoy it have you seen any of mortimer whitehouse gone fishing no have you no so that is sort of similar in that it's it's older people sort of thinking about mortality and yeah and reminiscing about good times and thinking about all that sort of stuff as they're coming into the you know twilight years i'm sure they've got quite a few but they both had big health scares is why they're doing it this is obviously older again but similar sort of thing of contemplative and thinking back and you know wanting to put things right and it's I wouldn't say romance. Romantic's not the right word, but it's that sort of you know like it's, fraternal. Yeah, relationship there's a feel kind of good thing. about this film yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, it's with all the the melancholy parts mm. about it and the and the slow pace of it, it just gently makes you enjoy the film and, and mm. feel good about you know it, how it ends because there is a a positive kind of ending yeah. that mm. leaves it open to interpretation, but you you assume that they're both going to live till about two hundred years old. I wasn't thinking that. I'll give them a week. <laughs> but what what I liked about it, I mean, I get, I, I didn't do, I did read that that he'd you know taken his own life mm. the year after, but was was not long for the world anyway. Mm. I don't know. I'm assuming that he did have a daughter with like you know learning difficulties in real life. I yeah. don't know if that was. Because obviously that was put in, and, and I guess you, like in in twenty twenty two, you have to be careful with with casting for a role like that and how it's portrayed and so on. Because it, it's obvious that she has like a you know intellectual difficulties, mm. but it wasn't gimmick or uh, no. it wasn't like a plot you know to to make you feel sympathy for her or anything. It was just matter of fact. Here we are. You find out sort of rather tragically that she herself has had four children, I think, and they they've been taken away from her because of... An accident that was nothing to do with An accident wasn't her fault, but because yeah. of her learning difficulties, yeah. they've, somebody has judged somewhere that she's not fit to be yeah. a mother, which when you see the scenes of her like looking out the window and stuff, yeah, it like, does like tug on the heartstrings a bit. But yeah, it's a really like nice... And, and, and nice is a word that people... Like say, it it almost has negative connotation. Oh, it's only nice. Like mm. that's if you say, what's that like? Oh, it's nice. Well, it's not optimal. This is a really nice film and definitely worth a watch if you've not seen it. Like you say, Dan, don't be put off by like David Lynch normal sort of fare. I enjoyed it and I'm glad you nominated it because I'd never ever would have come across this. I don't mm. think. No, I love this. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a lovely, highly film. recommended. The next one. Do you want to know it now? Yes. Blue Velvet will be the next one that we watch. Okay which you may have seen before, but we're going to revisit it. I've not seen it. 